You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to summer and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I ran him back to the Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. The Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook. Give us a call. Give us a like or share or follow on all our social media accounts. If you want to get in on the conversation, 205-342-9904-205-342-9904. Zero four. The Taco Casa Hotline is open for business, as well as all of our other social media outlets that you can watch. And if you happen to be tuned in or traveling, you want to take us with you wherever you go throughout today, today, and each and every day. Uh, download that Tide One Hundred Nine app to your smart device. And then, lock behind a computer desk. I'm sorry. If you have to sit behind a computer desk all day. Uh, you can also go to Tide109.com. You can also catch all of our prior shows, podcasts, etc., and a lot of other great articles and content at Tide109.com. Good morning, Joe. How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing great today, Martin. Uh, last day of the year. Thank the Lord. Last day of the year, and we'll do it like we do the first day. We'll thank the Lord Uh, Because this is a day that he has made, and we'll rejoice and be glad in it. And I want to encourage you uh, today, good people of the Tide 109 family and the Martin Houston Show family, that uh, you take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, be the difference you want to see in the world today. And listen, I know 2020 has been... Uh, potentially one of the craziest years you've ever had. I mean, uh, if you've had a, I didn't say worst, I didn't say best, I just said crazy. It, it has been one of those years that uh, just just so much uncertainty and um, you just don't know uh, what what's going to happen and can happen. Uh, but, you know, if you're listening to my voice right now, that means you made it through and uh, better things on, on the other side. I, uh, I teach this often, uh, Joe, that our God is a God of newness. Every 60 seconds, we get a new minute. Every 60 minutes, we get a new hour. Every 24 hours, we get a new day. Every seven days, we get a new week. And every 52 weeks, we get a new year. So 
and he tells us his mercy is new every morning. So uh, let's let's take advantage of the newness and the new opportunities that we have moving into the new year we call 2021. Uh, fresh start for each and every one of you. I pray that over your life. And speaking of a fresh start, that's exactly what Alabama will have a chance to to do uh, to wrap up uh, a 2020 season and head into a 2021 uh, year where they have a chance to take down an old arch nemesis in the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. is uh, is is finally uh, up on us the eve of the Notre Dame Alabama matchup, and we'll dig inside of that a little bit more probably more so tomorrow we will be live the martin houston show will be live on tomorrow at our regular time uh, 6 a.m uh, to, to break down that game and look at some key matchups but there's a lot of uh, statistical similarities between these two teams uh that that we have um i don't know how much they mean but uh there are a lot of statistical comparisons uh, and similarities between these two teams. Uh, one doing it in the SEC, one doing it in uh, 10 games or nine games in the ACC and one non-conference game. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll look at what that means. But for a lot of you, and especially I know Pat, uh, we will have Hank South joining us uh, today and because we didn't get to catch up with him last week and we didn't get a chance to uh, talk about this unbelievable re- recruiting class that seems to be uh, growing even more. And I don't know where Nick Saban goes with this recruiting class, but it seems like he's not done. So we'll we'll talk with Hank about that and who else or where else can he go with this particular class. Uh, and he'll be joining us in the second quarter. A uh, couple, couple quick things. Uh, that, eh, not necessarily breaking news, but news and items that are of interest to you as Alabama Crimson Tide fan. Uh, undoubtedly, there's a lot of naysayers and conversation happening in the the Twitter world, the social media world around Trey Sanders, and he wanted to address the Alabama fans uh, that he is not going anywhere that he is planning to come back uh, right here and compete for the job as the University of Alabama uh, running back. So, you know, Joe, that was big news from a, from a standpoint. And, and I pray, prayerfully, this young man has had some bad luck uh, with the car wreck. And then of course the injury his freshman year, but uh, um, no one knows yet what, Brian Robinson's um, situation is. And even though we haven't seen a lot of Trey Sanders, uh, does it make you feel a lot more comfortable uh, that if if Brian Robinson and Najee Harris both leave, that we got Trey Sanders in that backfield, even though McClellan uh, and uh, others may be talented, uh, does it make you feel a little better to have a Trey Sanders coming back with two years in the program? 
Uh, I've got, I, I, I feel pretty comfortable with uh, Royda Williams and Jace McClellan so far from what they've shown. But, of course, I want to see Trey Sanders recover from that injury. There were rumors that uh, that this car wreck may cost him his career. And uh, it seems like he's responded to those rumors on Twitter that, you know, keep up. He, he, his tweet was, keep up that same energy. Uh, I'm going to be back or something like that. And, and, and I hope that for him because you never want to see a guy have a career-ending injury. That's that's a terrible way to go. It's an awful way to get, go. You, you you always want to go out on your own terms so uh for his own sake and for the sake of the program he's got a lot of talent i'd love to see him get back get recovered and, and be a huge contributor to the to the alabama offense yeah if 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 he's not back we could we would i think we'd have a an extremely talented running back room uh with jace mcclellan uh Roydell williams and of course uh, uh kamar wheaton uh the most recent commitment uh, as far as those three guys but uh, you, you still want a guy that's been around the program a little bit longer as well and, and a guy who showed great promise the guy the guy was absolutely uh, his freshman year before he had the injury was showing a lot of promise before he got injured and then uh did the same thing this offseason. He's not disappointed in, in his work ethic. A lot of times when you have a guy that talented, um, they don't always come in and work, especially when, you know, he said that he would uh, be taking home a Heisman Trophy. You, you sometimes worry about guys like that coming in and being a disruption versus a part of the team, and I never heard anything like that from Trey Sanders. So I'm like you. I hope that the young man – comes back uh, and is fully, not just comes back, but fully able to compete. Let's go to Super Joe. Super Joe, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Hey, so they Marty Ma. Doing good, man. Oh, man, sure. I'll tell you what, though, man. Hey, let me ask you something. Hey, what you hearing about the way the practice of Alabama? How tense are they looking? How's the intensity looking with the practice on with Alabama? Uh, Super Joe, um, I'm sorry. It cut out a little bit on me. What did you say now? How the intensity looking with Alabama for the determination way looking in practice, the intensity, and all that. Well, I, I personally have not been out there, uh, Super Joe, uh, to see it uh, with my own eyes. So um, just from hearing the guys talk, um, they they seem to be focused uh, as far as you know the interviews when you hear them talk about what they got going on and. Uh, and you've heard guys say that they feel, you know, I mean, of course they miss um, um, Landon Dickerson, but uh, they, they they seem to be confident that uh, Chris Owens can get the job done. So if you're, if you're a guy uh, that, that they believe can, um, can, can get the job done. So that's uh Okay, well I'll tell you what I'm I'm kind of, like I say, you know, I'm hey, I'm confident it could be it could be done, like I said, folk on uh, folk quarters and like I said, you know, it's about who and do it's all about that perseverance, the mental toughness, like the like Coach Shaman said. But the other question I got is like, how many I know they say Ohio State had like twenty players though, but some were COVID, some were injury, but how many are they supposedly getting back? You would you um, know? Being that we're not playing them, I could not tell you that that answer uh joe do you know any any numbers statistically on what ohio state's missing or not missing 
Well, I think they're getting game. a lot of their uh, the receivers that they were missing uh, in the Big Ten championship game. I think that they're getting them back. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. That's all I just need to know. That's all I just need to know a little bit. So I didn't want to really know, know, hold nothing else. But I tell you what, though, I appreciate you taking my call, Marty Moore, and I tell you what, roll tide, and we get ready for the start off the New Year's off with a good victory. Roll tide. Roll tide. Appreciate you, Super Joe. Uh, don't know what Ohio State is getting back, but in terms of that particular game, um, Clemson breaking news yesterday, Joe, that uh, Tony Elliott, the longtime offense coordinator, play caller, uh, coach, uh, a part of that program, not making a trip, tested positive for COVID and so did not make the trip. Uh, Big deal, no big deal in terms of uh, this particular game. Well, I think it's a big deal. I think that anytime you you lose the guy who's dialing up the plays – it's a pretty uh, significant loss to your team. I, th- I think that Clemson's obviously got the capabilities and the talent to kind of overcome that, but he's been dialing up all the plays all year long, and he- he's been very successful. So it's going to be a little bit different. Their first couple drives may not look the same for Clemson. Yeah, I mean, think about if we were going in. You now, I-, I think most Alabama fans, whether we're disrespecting or, or overlooking, et cetera, Notre Dame, would we be concerned with this game Probably feel like pretty comfortable, but if we were having to go against Clemson uh, this week and or in or Ohio State, how comfortable would we be with the loss of Sark? And, you know, I mean, kind of would change your mindset and you feel about the ability to get a victory. So uh, I know we don't know Tony Elliott, but the Clemson. So I agree with you. Uh, big deal, big time deal. Uh, for for them, a couple quick comments before we get to Hank South, uh, Curtis Moore, the uh, second asking uh, has Trey Sanders used his medical red shirt yet? Uh, I guess potentially uh, they could could do something with that, but he um, he was red shirted last year uh, in terms of whether it was a medical or not. Don't know, uh, but. Either way, he still has four years to play uh, because of this year being a do-over with COVID. So either way, the young man still has four years of eligibility regardless of how he, his red shirts have been used. And to answer you, Craig Wooten, Wooten um, has anyone heard if LD is going to come back? I've not heard anything in, in terms of that. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what, what happens with him. Coming back on the other side, we're going to catch up with Hank South, 247 Sports, Bama online recruiting guru. He's going to spend two segments with us uh, this morning and kind of waiting to see if Mr. Pat's going to get in on the conversation this morning. But if not, uh, Hank will keep you informed on what's going on with the Crimson Tide and how good this class really is. More of that conversation coming up right here on the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks on this New Year's Eve morning, and traffic pretty light around town. Now, if you do see conditions, of course, give us a call, 205-886-8886. This is it. The year-end clearance ends today at Towns of Nissan. Save thousands and get top dollar on your trade. I'm Captain Ray. 
Keeping an eye on the potential for overnight severe weather across the area, so be prepared. Mostly cloudy today, good chance with showers, the daytime high near 69. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms likely. Some of them could be severe with damaging winds and tornadoes. Temperatures will be holding steady in the 60s. Tomorrow, rain ending early during the morning. Afternoon high topping out near 73 degrees. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years. Specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, They'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Welcome back into the Martin Houston show on Tide 100.9. And we are so excited to be getting to our next guest. And as we prepare to move into that conversation with him, I want to remind you of the great folks over at Alabama One. Alabama One, one together uh, as you end out this year and look into 2021. If you're going to be in the market for a new auto, a home, um, or starting a business or, or, you know, your business may need to make some renovations, changes, upgrades due to COVID related issues, then uh, Alabama One can help you with all of those areas. And then uh, once you purchase that auto or that home or that business and you need it properly insured, give AlabamaOneInsurance.com an opportunity uh, they check all the boxes and they will take care of you. That's Alabama One Credit Union, Alabama One Insurance, uh, your one source for all your insurance needs. All right, it's now time for us to move over to uh, some conversation that people have been waiting to hear. Uh, Hank, you are a guy that people have been Clamoring to, to hear you talk. So let's bring in Hank South, 247 Sports, Bama Online Recruiting. How you doing, sir? Hey, good morning, Martin. I'm good. How are you? Good morning, man. Thanks for getting up with us uh, a little early, joining us a little earlier than normal uh, this sure. morning um, and, and spending a little extra time with us. As we look, I, I know it was two weeks ago, but news still falling in terms of Alabama, and, and I don't think they're finished but just give an overall uh, recruiting analyst uh, synopsis of this 2020 class that Nick Saban just signed. Yeah, I think it's almost a good thing. We didn't talk the day after signing day, just with everything that happened in the week to follow. Um, but yeah, I mean, I- I've been covering Alabama since 20, 2015, spring of 2015, right after the, the 2015 class signed. So 2016 was my first full class covering the, uh, covering recruiting for Alabama. Um, and, I, you know, I, I got to say, I think this is the best class yet. Um, and, and I think, and, and that's saying a lot, I think, with, with 2017, the way it's done. But, you know, on paper, looking at both classes, obviously the class of 2017 has, has done a lot more, uh, but the class of 2021 hasn't had a chance to do anything yet. Um, but you're looking at just top to bottom, you know, all their needs met um, the, at each position group. We were putting together our uh, – 
our, our class grades. And it, it was hard not to give every position group an A plus. You know, tight end was the one position that that got a B, um, just because of you know it's Robbie Utes. He's a three star prospect, um, but even him, like you know, he's he was a top target among all these other uh, big name uh, recruits they were after. So I mean, just a home run class. Um, you know, twenty five signees, one commitment, and Kamar Wheaton, the five star running back. Um, you just go position by position. You know possibly the best offensive line class they've ever signed, probably the best offensive line class they've ever signed. Um, you know, edge rushers, Dallas Turner, Keanu Coates, defensive backs, Jaquincy McKinstry, Kyrie Jackson, uh, you know, all, I mean, just each, each one you could dive into and just make a case for it being one of the best hauls they've ever had. So, um, you know, I think Alabama's really happy with the guys they got. Um, you know, th- this class, you know, like you said, it- it's probably not done yet. There's going to be a-, a handful of guys they're looking at heading into the new year um, for that February signing period. And, you know, they're kind of just toggling right now over the best class ever in terms of uh, in terms of overall score right now, Florida, the Florida 2010 class holds it with, I think it's 324.62 with their overall score. Bama right now is sitting, uh, they're sitting at three. And pull it up right here, three twenty three sixty six. So if they got, let's say, a guy like Terry on Arnold, who's a, a big defensive back target, they still have on their board, or even you know JT Tuiamolo, the five star defensive lineman from uh, from Washington, that would push them over for the for the best class of all time per recruiting ranking. So I mean, you just can't say enough about it um, how, how well this class has come together, and you know the um, just all, all the pieces you know they put together in this class, and and who's coming to Tuscaloosa. Yeah, and when you say when we say that, I think we lose sight of what that really means. He is less than a point from having the all-time recruiting class ever in a year when guys could even come to campus, couldn't come to visit unless they spent their own dime, uh, and 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 he had to totally change. Uh, his recruiting model, and uh, and 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 I, I I just tell the rest of college football look out because he said, yeah I had to modify my change, but I talked to more kids this year via Zoom et cetera than I ever have. Uh, does it? I mean, does yeah. this? Does the fact that the way he had to recruit this class and get this class to sign, in your opinion, of course it's just an opinion. Is this the greatest recruiting uh, job ever? I mean, I, I think you have to say, I mean, it, just beyond just how it went down, you look at, like, the recruiting battles they won. You know, the Brockermeyer brothers from Texas, their dad was an All-American at Texas. They had every reason to go to Texas. They got them uh, to Alabama, you know, flipping uh, two LSU commitments on early signing day. One that kind of, you know, not totally out of left field, but, a guy that we weren't really expecting to make any sort of decision on early signing day in Jojo Earl, um, just what they did in Florida, um, you know, winning that, that big recruiting battle in the state of Alabama for Jaquincy McKinstry. Um, but yeah, you know, and I, I think we talked about it earlier in, uh, you know, when, when everything kind of started to happen with the pandemic shutting things down and, and the college and, you know, recruiting going into a dead period, I, I think, you know, we, we discussed it a little bit how, you know, with, with guys, how this was going to go, it was, you know, without the ability to go see things in person, go visit campuses and kind of experience that kids were probably going to fall back with, you know, 
what's the brands that are known, you know, what, what, what do we know out there that's already established? What do we know? Um, you know, where do we know that's current, like already great. And, you know, I, I think Bama benefited from that because, you know, a, a kid, you know, some of these kids didn't even visit Bama. Like they've never even been on campus. JC Latham has never been to Tuscaloosa. Um, Christian Leary has never been to Tuscaloosa. Um, but the fact that, you know, they, they see Bama on TV every Saturday, they see what they've done. They know Bama means championships. You know, the, they're recruiting the elite talent. There's competition. Uh, you know, that, that I think speaks a lot and, and helps in, in a situation like this. But again, I don't think a team worked harder, uh, you know, kind of adjust, like you said, adjusting how they do things with Zoom calls. They were doing, uh, you know, they can't have kids on campus for game day visits, but they were doing uh, Zoom call game day walkthroughs where kids would come through the tunnel on a Zoom call and, and kind of get that whole experience of being, you know, obviously virtual. So they kind of turned around and, and you know, Bama has, all, all sorts of resources. They have staff that, that can, you know, put all this together so that that was certainly helpful to them as well. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think you've got to say this is the best recruiting job um, ever. Um, when, when you kind of look at everything, all the circumstances, the guys they got, where they're sitting now, um, I don't see how you can't say that's the best recruiting job ever. Speaking with Hank South, 247 Sports, Bama Online Recruiting. Uh, Hank, let's uh, talk about a couple of those flips. You mentioned um, the, 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 I say game day signing day flips, break down what Alabama got in those two guys, because those were guys that we have not really spoke about in regards to, to Alabama. Yeah. You know, Keanu coat, that was a guy, you know, earlier in the spring, um, he visited for junior day in Tuscaloosa. So he's been, he's been on campus. Um, he was, um, on a visit right before everything shut down February, um, and, and so, you know, you turn on his tape. I mean, it, it, I still think, you know, Will Anderson's senior tape is some of the best I've ever seen. But it looked Will Anderson-esque to me, at least. You know, he, he's, he's, you know, quick twitch, wow. speed edge rusher, really powerful. Um, obviously, you know, plays solid competition in, in, in South Florida. Um, so, you know, there's a lot to like. And, and to get him, I think, with Dallas Turner, like those those two caliber of edge rushers, I mean, that's especially after a year where, you know, you got Will Anderson – um, who was, you know, the best edge rusher in the class last year um, to go along with some of these other guys. I mean, it's, it's insane. So, you know, I, I think Bama's thrilled with uh, with that addition and, and Keanu Coat. And then JoJo Earl, you know, all the talk entering early signing day at the receiver position was, you know, what was Xavier Worthy going to do, the the Michigan commit um, that, that was interested in Bama. And, you know, by signing day, we kind of, you know, we all felt he was probably going to stick with Michigan and that's what happened. But, Jojo Earl was was a guy that uh, you know we he, he was saying he wasn't going to sign early um, and so you know we were keeping an eye on him for you know later signing period target um, but it turns out he decided to sign early uh, flipped to Bama from LSU and you know I I feel like we we kind of we it, it's hard to throw around Jalen Waddle comparisons you know we've we've attached it to Christian Leary I think for good reason but I, I think more so Jojo Earl it kind of fits that Jalen Waddle mold so. You know, you look at guys like him and Christian Leary, you got Jalen Waddle likely departing. You got two kind of Jalen Waddle-esque players coming in um, in his place, along with the other uh, wide receivers they, they have um, committed in Ajay Hall and Ja'Cory Brooks. So, um, you know, just, I mean, again, you can't say enough about it uh, with, with the talent that they're bringing in. Speaking with Hank South 247 Sports, you can follow him at Hank South 247 on Twitter. You can also find articles at Bama Online uh, Recruiting. And 
we're going to we're going to go ahead and go to break here coming back we're going to have him for another segment here on the Martin Houston show we'll talk to him about how Nick Saban uses uh his need as much as he does the star ranking and and what did he get in the three stars that we have kind of breaking down looking at those guys who don't get as much love and then we'll also talk about position groupings uh what we got from uh, each position grouping as well as talk about the uh coaches how spread out was this recruiting done from a staffing standpoint and uh is this potentially nick saban's uh best staff as far as recruiting that conversation and more coming up right here on the Martin Houston Show. So stay tuned through the break, and we'll be back with Hank South, 247 Sports Bama Online Recruiting. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks on this New Year's Eve morning, and traffic pretty light around town. Now, if you do see conditions, of course, give us a call, 205-886-8886. This is it. The year-end clearance ends today at Towns and Nissan. Save thousands and get top dollar on your trade. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Play. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs. Or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. We're back in with the Martin Houston show on Tide 100.9. We're speaking with Hank South 247 Sports. Hank, as we look at this recruiting class, um, you know, you, you have all of those 
you know, five stars that, that Alabama was able to pull in. But in reality, uh, that, that's uh, he, Nick Saban didn't just get the big names. He also got, you know, a lot of neat positions. Let's look at the, those four three stars that, that um, Nick Saban was able uh, to pull in, starting with the tight end position you mentioned earlier. Uh, even though there was some higher-ranked tight ends, this seemed to be the guy that Nick Saban wanted. Yeah, you know, there, there's a handful of uh, targets, you know, discussed in the, in the spring. Uh, but, you know, kind of around late April, early May, Robbie Hoots' name really started to pop out. Um, they had offered him in February, uh, and, and, you know, had been talking to him, but really started to kind of turn up the heat around then. Um, before then, you know, he wasn't really thought of much. You look at his offer list, you know, he had a top eight of, you know, ACC, SEC schools. Um, he had a lot of interest, um, and, and he ultimately, he was one of the guys we saw that, uh, you know, kind of took his recruiting into his own hands where, you know, it was a dead period in recruiting, but, you know, he, he wanted to still, you know, see his choices. Um, he came down to his, uh, his, his, his final two were Alabama and Virginia Tech. Um, he had actually visited Virginia Tech before the dead period started, so he had a little bit of familiarity with that, but he came down to Tuscaloosa in June on his own, um, kind of just toured campus with his dad, and uh, he, he actually met Miller Forstall, who, who's been kind of a, a mentor, kind of guide to, to him uh, throughout this whole process. Um, and then he did it again in, uh, I, I think, the end of August, um, and then committed in September. So he got a little familiar with Alabama. Um, but, yeah, you know, he, he's a guy that, you know, and, and, again, we had this dead period that wasn't just recruiting. It was, uh, you know, camps were all pretty much shut down this uh, this past spring and summer. We didn't really get a chance to get out and see guys um, in, in the normal spring practice settings or, or anything like that or in the summer. So I, I think, you know, maybe that probably hurt him a little bit in terms of exposure uh, for recruiting rankings purposes. But, you know, you turn on his film in his high school offense at Rock Hill is, you know, it's really run based. So he doesn't have a lot of highlights catching, but when he does, they're, they're, they're pretty impressive. And, you, you know, you watch his workout tape. He's also a basketball player. Um, he trains with NFL guys in Charlotte. Um, so, you know, he, he, he's he's around some elite-level talent. Um, and, you know, he, he's a really hard worker. And what I've said about him several times um, in other interviews is, uh, is you know, you, you've never actually, like, hear about him talking about his recruiting ranking. You know, you know he was never a guy that was, you know, where's my fourth star, where's my fifth star? Um, you know, he, he never even mentioned, you know, kind of where he was ranked. Um, you wouldn't really – a lot of that's not you don't hear that a lot, or you don't you don't not hear that a lot from uh, from many of these kids these days. Um, and I think that kind of says a lot about you know kind of his demeanor and you know what he's looking to do and he, you know what where his uh, you know where his head's at I guess overall. So I think a really nice pickup in Robbie Oot and, and a guy that you know I think develop into a, a special talent. And then uh, one of the things that Nick Saban has done from I call it in-state talent, just crazy what he's done. Uh, in terms of some of the guys he's gotten, is Tim Keenan and Anquan, Anquan uh, Barnes are those the the next guys up uh, in the line of the Marcel Darius and uh, Payne and and of course Quinn and Williams types of players. You know, we'll see. I mean, Anquan Barnes. Um, we'll start with him. I mean, he. He's a guy that kind of was just an afterthought. You know, he, he was the, the first commitment in, in 2021. You know, we, uh, there, there was Deontay Lawson who was committed. Um, and then that kind of stretch where, you know, we saw Drake May decommit. We saw Latrell McCutcheon decommit. Um, and, and then it was kind of just, 
you know, it was in that freakout period for all Alabama fans where there was just no commitment. And Quinn Barnes jumps on board, and, you know, everyone was pumped. It was a commitment. It was finally some good news. Um, and then as the class kind of started blowing up where, you know, the, the big-name recruits um, with, with the five-star grades started to hop on board, you know, everyone kind of just forgot about Anquin Barnes. Uh, obviously happy to have him, but, you know, not really thinking about him because they're seeing the other high-ranked guys jump on board. Um, and that kind of, you know, stayed the same. And, you know, I, I think he really kind of started to uh, get a little bit more attention at that Alabama Mississippi All-Star game. Uh, you know, everyone kind of up till then was, oh, you know, He's recruited as a defensive lineman, but he looks more like an offensive lineman. I think he should play offensive line. That was kind of everyone's thoughts. And I think he could be an offensive lineman, but he went out to the Mississippi, Alabama Mississippi All Star game, just kind of dominated on the defensive line and kind of showed, uh, you know, showed his quickness, showed his athleticism, and I think opened a lot of eyes more so. Um, then, of course, you know, he's on the uh, 6A first team All State. Uh, he, he's up for lineman of the year in Alabama. So, you know, he had a really strong senior season, both as a defensive lineman and, a, and an offensive lineman. So, um, you know, I, I think, you know, Bama did a really good job evaluating him. He was kind of, he, he was on our uh, superlatives list as, you know, best camp eval. Um, he got an offer back in um, uh, 2019 at camp. So, you know, he's been on Bama's radar for a while. He was on a bunch of other teams' radars, you know, Georgia, Tennessee, Auburn. They all liked him a lot as well before he committed. So I think strong, strong pickup there. And then Tim Keenan, yeah, you know, everyone thought he was kind of going to Georgia for a minute. He ends up uh, sticking at Alabama uh, or, you know, where everyone kind of assumed early in his recruitment where he would go, and, and, that, and that's to Alabama. Um, but, you know, another one of these guys, you know, uh, you know, compact, powerful kid. Uh, he's going to attract double teams. He, he's kind of doing that uh, role we've seen a lot of uh, in-state guys like we were just talking about do in the past and do it really well. So um, I think he's a guy that, you know, he's going to be best served, you know, getting in. Um, he's still, you know, rehabbing that knee injury. He, he suffered on that cheap shot earlier this season. Uh, he'll be on on campus next summer, and I think you know once he gets into in the weight and strength program, uh, I think he could be uh, developed into you know into that next line of of guys from from Birmingham that have excelled so well at that position. Yeah, I, I saw uh, Tim Keenan on film because we we shared a common opponent this past fall with Northridge High School, and it's this is as impressive a play as you'll ever see. He hit the center. Knocked the center backwards, knocked the quarterback backwards, knocked them two into the running back, and then made the tackle. So uh, <laughs> it was, a, and, it was, and the running back was not coming toward him. He was trying to go outside. That's how hard he hit the guy. So, and our coach said that's why I don't put anybody on the center. Uh, so anyway, it was it was as impressive a play as as ever. Uh, we'll have time to catch up with uh, Kyrie Jackson, uh, the big DB. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll circle back on him because uh, you had mentioned the possibility that Alabama may sign yet another DB, but uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll save for that conversation. Had a call, uh, question from one of our listeners uh, on uh, Facebook said, uh, I heard Curtis Moore said, I heard that coach Saban took control of the recruitment of Terry and Arnold, is there any truth to that? Do you ha- know anything in regards to Nick Saban taking over the recruiting of uh, Terry and Arnold? Well, I mean, you know, Nick Saban's involved in all the top targets. Um, I, I, you know, I haven't heard he's just taken over and the only guy talking to him because Terry and Arnold has really strong relationships with several guys on the staff. You know, whether it be Charles Kelly, whether it be Dawson Stary, or even Carl Scott, even Sark. You know, he he talks to a lot of the coaches. So, 
Um, you know, I, I think certainly with you know such a narrow scope of guys remaining that Bama is recruiting, him Terry on Arnold being one of them, I think Nick Saban is is probably extremely involved at this point. Um, to you know that he's been a top target. Terry's been a top target since November of 2019. So um, you know he's always uh, had had a big hand in that recruitment. Um, has he taken over just by himself? I have not heard that. I'd be surprised if that was the case because, you know, he, he like I said, he has those relationships with all those other guys. And, you know, we'll see. I, I still think, you know, I have my pick on Bama. I've had it on Bama for a long time. Um, I just haven't had enough to push me off that. You know, a lot of people think he's going to end up at Florida. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about Georgia with Xavier, his friend Xavier Story there now. So we'll see. But, I, you know, I think Bama, you know, still has a, has a pretty good shot here um, to get him in February. All right. Let's bring in Pat. Pat, uh, you're in with Hank South 247 Sports Bama Online Recruiting. What you got for him? Good morning, fellas. Uh, Hank, that, uh, uh, did, did Kamar surprise you? Uh, you know, we had talked about that for a long time, and uh, that and everybody said no. Hey, you're not the only one that said no. That uh, Drew said no. Uh, hey, everybody else said no, too, <laughs> except Coach Saban. Yeah, no, I mean, I was a little surprised. Uh, I, I mean, I think, and yeah, I didn't expect a running back in the class. You know, a lot of people, I think, I think everyone kind of just assumed Kamar Whedon signed with Oklahoma um, on early signing day and then announced, was going to announce his commitment on the 23rd. Um, we obviously knew Bama was his top two. We obviously knew he liked Bama, uh, but it just wasn't clear because there wasn't a ton of communication there. So there wasn't really a great feel for what he was doing. And then uh, I guess it was last Tuesday or Monday, uh, word kind of started to get out that, you know, he hadn't signed, um, and, you know, might not just not be Oklahoma, it might actually be Alabama. So that was kind of where we were at. So, yeah, I mean, I, I was surprised. Um, but at the same time, you know, we wrote several times, you know, this is a kid, he's not talking to anyone. He's not, you know, showing his cards. So, you know, he could do anything. He, even, you know, these, these kids that are uh, for the All-American Bowl, they do interviews. Uh, you know, when they get their jersey and they kind of had that recognition, he didn't even do like he didn't answer the phone for his All American Bowl jersey interview. Like he just does not talk. So those <laughs> are very hard to gauge. And uh, but yeah, you know, I, I mean, I'm not going to say I wasn't surprised, but the fact that he ended up coming with Bama, I don't think it was a surprise. I think just the kind of how it went down, I think, was more of a surprise. At, at, at you know how you know how it unfolded. And okay. Hank, I will say this on on that. I also. I hope that Trey Sanders comes back um, without a doubt uh, yeah. and, and hope he's 100% healthy. But I personally believe kind of having gone through that process, um, I think that played into it. I think he he feels now instead of coming in and competing against the guy who had another year on him, et cetera, Next year, if Brian, especially if Brian Robinson leaves, you're going to have four guys pretty much competing at ground level. Uh, if uh, if and when Trey makes it back, you got Trey, Kamar, uh, Jace, and uh, well, God, the, I just forget the kid from Alabama's Roy name, Duff. Uh, Roy <laughs> Dale. Uh, you know, so I, I think that may have had as much to do with it possibly flipping as anything. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I, and kind of similar to how Trey ended up at Bama. Um, I, I think a lot of these running backs, especially you know these, these top tier guys, I think they see value in the fact that you know they can come in and they're not going to be asked to be that guy. You know, obviously Najee's kind of been 
the guy Bam has leaned on at running back this year. You know, Brian Roberts has played, obviously, but, uh, you know, run, that running back by committee kind of mindset, I think, where, you know, they're not just beating up their body for four years. They're, you know, they're splitting carries. They're, you know, they're going to yep. enter uh, the league fresh, you know, kind of like, you know, Damien Harris, Damien Harris was, was able to do. Um, so, you know, I, I think, I think that's kind of more so. And I, I think that's what appealed to Trey Sanders when he, when he signed in 2019. And, you know, I think that's what, you know, could potentially appeal. To, I've, you know, I've never talked to Kamar Wheaton really for an interview, but I think that appeals to guys uh, more so these yeah. days than, you know, in the past. I, I agree with that. You got anything else, Pat? Yeah, yeah. and we've talked about that number being 27. Uh, and anyway, uh, that uh, Terry and Arnold uh, is uh, a safety, seems to be a pretty much a priority. But, Hank, I agree with you that Terry and Arnold – uh, is not coming uh, to Alabama. Uh, that, uh, but my question is, JTT. Uh, he has been to Tuscaloosa. He has not been to uh, uh, Ohio State. And from everything that I read, that one of his priorities was actually getting on campus. And that how how big a deal do you think this is? And because I'm hearing that it's pretty much a coin a coin flip as to where he's going. Um, yeah. Any uh, insight? Yeah. Now, I actually to real quick go back to Terry on Arnold. I still think that's my pick, Bama for Terry on Arnold right now. Yeah, I think they're still right there in it with them. We'll see. You know, he he likes all the schools, but um, on, on to JT. Um, I would agree. You know, I think that's the one kind of advantage you look at right now. Uh, I mean, among other things, you know, you look, you compare Alabama and Ohio State. Uh, you can go back and forth on those, but uh, you know, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, given it was 2018 when he was on campus, so you know, that was a long time ago. It was a different staff outside of Nick Saban, but you know, he's been to Tuscaloosa. He's familiar with the area. He's familiar with kind of the layout of everything, and you know, that that certainly could be. An advantage, you know, you can throw out the idea that, you know, distance is going to play a factor because, you know, he picks Ohio, he picks Alabama. You know, that's pretty far from Washington, both of them. So uh, I think that in the end could. But again, you know, he has, and he hasn't even, I don't think he's really committed to even announcing in February. You know, I, I think he's even thrown around the idea of, you know, he, he, he has a spot at any of these schools. You know, he's not a guy that like has to sign a letter of intent to seal his spot. Um, so maybe he takes a longer, see if he can take visits in the spring. But, uh, or, you know, he's all, I think his school is all virtual learning right now. I talked to his coach about this. You know, he has the advantage of, you know, if he wants to go see a school on his own, he can still be in his school and doing his work there while taking a trip on his own dime. So maybe do we see him do that in January? That, that's possible. I know their season is going to be in the spring, so we'll see about that. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think that's, that's a very close race right now. Bama certainly kind of surged in that recruitment since the summer. Um, and, you know, I, th- I think it's almost kind of too close to call. You look at the crystal ball, everyone says Ohio State, but it's not with very much confidence at this point. So that kind of says, I think it says something about kind of where things stand. Okay. All right. Anyway, Thanks. hey, fellas, ha- have a blessed day. Thank you, Hank. And, uh, Martin, uh, Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Happy New Year to you as well, Pat. Uh, Hank, we appreciate you, man, spending some extra time with us. We could keep going. Uh, I got several other questions, but we can roll those over to to next week. Definitely want to look at this uh, Alabama coaching staff. Five yep. guys in the top thirty. One, 
recruits, but we'll we'll, we'll dig deeper into that uh, next time. Uh, any closing thoughts as as we let you go? Yeah, you know that's that's about it. I think you know the the, the main guys we're watching into February: Terry on Arnold, JTT, and uh, and Brian Thomas. So you know, sounds crazy that Bama could take a fifth wide receiver, but you know he's still going to be in the mix. Um, and, and you know we'll see if any other names pop up um, going forward. But that you know that's about it. How many you think they're going to get? How many you think they're going to sign? I think that I personally think there there's probably room for one more guy. Uh, you know, if, if all three of those guys want to come, you know, I don't know how numbers work out. You know, like at this point, I'm just you know numbers will work out. I can't even like make sense of it <laughs> now anymore. So, uh, but I, I think realistically, you're looking at probably one more guy uh, in this class. But, you know, we'll see. <laughs> all right, Nick Saban's math. Uh... Hank nor I have figured it out, but it always <laughs> adds up correctly. Thanks, Hank. We'll catch up with you next week. For sure, no problem. Thanks, Martin. All right. That's Hank South 247 Sports Bama Online Recruiting Guru. Go check him out at BamaOnline.com or follow at Hank South 247 where he recruit uh, tweets out all of his articles. Coming back on the other side, we'll have a two-minute warning right here on the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks on this New Year's Eve morning, and traffic pretty light around town. Now, if you do see conditions, of course, give us a call, 205-886-8886. This is it. The year-end clearance ends today at Towns and Nissan. Save thousands and get top dollar on your trade. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning. New Year's Eve is a big party time, but with COVID-19 running rampant across Alabama, State Health Officer Dr. Scott Harris pleading for Alabamians to stay home tonight. Alabama is now adding more than 5,000 new cases of the coronavirus daily, and hospitals are overcrowded. The main threat for severe weather tonight has now moved south of a Demopolis to Selma to Montgomery line, but we're not out of the woods yet. There is a marginal risk for strong to severe storms here in West Alabama. I'm Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. The Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. A two-minute warning. What a great catch-up with Hank South 247 Sports Bama Online Recruiting. Uh, this class is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, less than one point from having an all-time record. Expected to get one more guy, and if that happens, uh, Nick Saban would have set the all-time 
recruiting record total uh, during a COVID year where kids couldn't even come to campus. The guy is amazing in how he evolves. Just a couple quick questions, non-Bama questions, really. Uh, Luke Smith asking the trash second round pick with uh, last night's disaster. I'm not sure he's a first round guy or not to begin with, uh, but I think he'll probably get a buy uh, a pass on last night's performance as the Oklahoma Sooners uh, went out to make a, a statement beating the uh, Gators by more than four scores. So uh, definitely was not uh, a performance you wanted to see if you're an SEC fan. Uh, but Oklahoma trying to make a statement uh, that they should have been in. Um, you take it with a grain of salt as Trask did not have his top four guys in there. Well, make sure you come back uh, tomorrow morning uh, to be with us. Uh, We'll be live, and we'll be breaking down the Alabama versus Notre Dame, looking at key matchups and uh, keys to victory. We'll also uh, highlight a couple other special players. Devontae Smith is clearly taking uh, the favorite spot, the lead spot as far as favorites in the Heisman. Will he bring it home? We'll know that soon enough. But uh, more importantly, we can take your business on tomorrow. We'll be here to talk about it. We hope you will, too. Uh, for the Mark Houston Show, for Todd 109, we want to wish you a very happy new year. And you nothing but the best. Uh, be safe. Be smart out there tonight. Don't do anything that uh, causes 2020 to get any worse. For the show, reminding you to trust in the Lord always, lean not your own understanding, all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. Roll Tide.